Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good Thursday. Uh, Dan back with us today. Fully uh, ready to go. Well, I'm checking on Anthony Dorenzo. He's taking his pulse in air. He looks good. <laughs> He's cleared He's by a doctor. me over here. He's cleared by a doctor or somebody posing as one. 855-839-1210, you get in. So at 12.30, we're going to talk with Linda Kearns, noted local election lawyer, election laws. She was in the center of the scrum at um, the convention center in 2020. Remember going in with a court order and all. So many questions came up the last two days. Some people antsy on this, uh, throwing around all kinds of things. Still not wanting to realize if we don't do well in mail-in balloting, you're not going to win. It's just that simple. So you'll be able to fire away. She can take some questions at 1230 if you have one. I've written down six key points of what Republicans have to do to ensure that by and large, this isn't going to be like in 2020 in Pennsylvania as far as all the shenanigans that are possible. Now, even I have to concede with some listeners, yeah, there are going to be some difficulties. So are you going to just throw your hands up and cry about it? Or are you going to try to overcome? And mail-in balloting is the way to overcome to me. Uh, There's breaking news here, Dan, with uh, Tim Scott. Uh, And uh, it's about the uh, vice presidential uh, list. Uh, he, uh, well, you, uh, you follow it. I mean, we can break it down for listeners here in a moment. Fox, for some reason, making a big deal about this. Uh, as we churn finally toward the South Carolina election, which Nikki Haley is still going to continue even after that. So we'll tell you what's happening with, um, Tim Scott, who has become the centerpiece now, the battle in South Carolina. But this morning, Hard to know the numbers. It didn't happen to me. Dan, I don't think you have AT&T, do you? I do. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. So did, how was your phone? Uh, it was okay. Okay. Yeah. So Marco Rubio tweets out, I don't know 
the cause of the AT&T outage, but I do know it will be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber attack on America on the eve of a Taiwan invasion. Meaning, if they invaded Taiwan, that's what they would do. And it won't be just cell phones. It'll be your power, your water, and your bank. All right, so some people on Twitter saying, yeah, and what are you doing about it? You know, why is this an issue? Is it doable to prevent a massive cyber attack without unbelievable repercussions? Then, of course, the next line of questioning was, well, Marco Rubio, the first thing you ought to do is fully fund the war in Ukraine. Because if we do that, the Chinese are not going to attack Taiwan. Really? Nikki Haley today, now we're just days after the second anniversary, it's hard to believe, of the invasion of Ukraine. She was on making the case that she is trying to prevent war. It's going to be a hard case for her. She is the Liz Cheney of the Republican. Well, they're both Republicans, allegedly. So they're both, I don't know which one is the Nikki Haley or the Liz Cheney here. Her argument was Putin will invade NATO countries next if he gets his way in Ukraine. I'm preventing Americans from having to go to war. Nikki Haley. Now, Nikki Haley has always been in the downfall of the change of the Republican Party, has been on the downside of where we are. Trump's biggest legacy. I know some people think just the entertainment value, just some of the battles that have gone on. The biggest legacy is turning the Republican Party away from unending wars that we get involved in. That's his biggest legacy. It's obvious. More people ought to say it. So Nikki Haley's saying that's not a good legacy. Americans are going to die because of it. So two years into the Ukraine war, I haven't seen another definitive poll. Saturday was the anniversary. But I place it around 60-40 of the American people that are paying attention that say, we've done enough for Ukraine. We're not going to send another $60 billion. No way, no how. And they're suspect of the money that has been sent. I think that's where we are. Why? How did it go from the initial, which was, look at these brave people fighting. There's Ukrainian presence here on the East Coast of people in solidarity contributing because of the people there. Well, we've seen the corruption. We've seen some of the inklings of Zelensky that are not good. And we've also gotten into, I think it's some of it is co-joined to, with the money we're spending for illegal immigrants and then spending money for Ukraine. When you put the two together, what do people think? Why are we not taking care of America? The way that I would put it is, just give us more of our own money back. I don't need more government. I don't think you want more government taking care and all this type of stuff. Although there are subsets like veterans, homeless veterans. You can name them that we should be taking care of before. So think about that $60 billion now or the money we spent on Ukraine. I would rather, rather than saying, Boy, just think of what we could have done with that. No, I would rather give it to the, back to the American people, allow the American people not to be taxed on that. Can, can I ask you a question? Sure. What, what makes you think that Xi over in China, if we, you know, completely 
essentially roll over and let Putin do what he wants in Ukraine, doesn't get a green light to do what the hell he wants in Taiwan. Like, what, what's stopping him from doing the same if we were to show weakness in this? Oh, with Ukraine? Well, no. I don't know that we are showing weakness. I'm sure, saying if we show weakness with Ukraine, doesn't that give a green light in some sense for Xi to do whatever the hell he wants because he knows we're not going to put the money behind it to defend it? Well, I think that would not be a good bet. I think we have a better shot there. We've been more over the years about Taiwan. Although, that's a good question to ask Trump. That would be taking the temperature on it. We have always hinted that we would support Taiwan in this for geopolitical reasons, the compressors and all that. So I I don't think just because we're wary, and we've already spent, what, $110 in Ukraine? All right, so how many people buy into that? That's exactly Dan's point, what he's looking for. And I'd, I'd add, you know, I've always said that my, my version of America first is keeping America first on a world stage. And I think in doing that, you, you have to defend yourself and, you know, show to world leaders like Putin and Xi that if you try to take advantage of us, we're going to bite back. We're not going to let that happen. I think that's part yeah, of it. But being what does America that mean, first. though? I mean, Americans die in that don't bite back stuff. I, I think you do whatever it takes to. Well, I I draw the line. Uh, How many Americans have died in hopeless causes? Hundreds of thousands. I mean, that that's where the and and with and I'll add to your argument with the current ranks of, you know, those military men and women. uh, If we keep ramping up this escalation of violence, would that not lead to a draft? Maybe I I, I don't know. It's well, yeah, if if there is a hint of that for any president going into the second term like Biden, there could be a draft. I think that's big, big problems for Biden, because I think people are pretty assured Trump's not going to advocate that. All right. So you get in at 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is push pound 1210. Dan, I just got this invitation. I wish I had known. It is the Philadelphia GOP winter cocktail reception tonight. Oh, Oh, man. Well, wait a minute here. <laughs> no? It's $250 what? a person. No. Get Greg Stocker on that special hotline where he, a buzzer hits him in his office and say, come on, Greg, let me go to this. I could take, can you imagine Vince Fennerty when I come to the tour? Oh, my God. Would you wear a tux? Oh, yeah. Have yeah. To stand out a little bit more. Maybe a top hat. Maybe that would be needed. Yes. Do you wear a bow tie with your tux? I hate the bow tie, but that's, oh, yeah, I don't wear it. the long tie. Yeah, I wear the bow tie. Yeah. It's more standard. Do you own a tux or do you rent one? Yeah, I, I own one. Ro bought me one. Wow, that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It started to be used so much. I haven't used it in a while. Donnie, you're a classy guy. <laughs> can, can you imagine over at uh, Constatter tonight? I thought it would be in a bar. Come on. The Philadelphia GOP. Oh, yeah. The, the greatest organization in the world. SEPTA, Philadelphia GOP. Except it's probably still worse, but it's close. When you have a winter soiree and you don't do anything else throughout the rest of the year, that just implies to me that you want to meet with your elitist buddies, raise some funds, and not actually do anything for the people of Philadelphia, get drunk, and not try to register voters and actually try to win this election. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be talking strategy tonight. How do we oh, get yeah. Trump across the finish line? How Over do we win for Poupon. America? Or will they be sitting there saying, Nikki Haley's got a chance, I tell you. Nikki Haley can win. All right, 855-839-1210. That's, uh, that's how you get on board. In addition to that, uh, President Biden now, quote, in quotes, forgives another sizable amount for student loan debt. How long does this go on? 
And Republicans have to use, this is an unpopular thing. I know the belief is he's um, getting ahead of the curve. He's going to be promising more of this throughout the election. If you elect me, I'll do this. They can't stop me in a second term. If you elect Trump, he's not going to do it. How do you walk out there? We've been through this so many times before and make a moral case for just a living student loan debt without attacking the colleges, without attacking what they've done, their part in this. All right, so we'll lay all that out. Plus, why is what Biden's looking to do on the border reminiscent of the so-called Muslim travel ban that people went after President Trump on? Get to that, too. But a great side question today. Today is the anniversary. So I guess it was 1980, right, that I remember. That's 20, 44 years. A miracle on ice. Beating the Russians. Ah. The American team, let's face it, American ice hockey, particularly at that point, was not the best players in the world. (laughs) I don't even know if they were European. There were the Canadians and the Russians, by and large. So it happened on this day in history. There was a docu-pick or a movie, Hollywood movie, made about that. No, is this day in history that actually happened, the miracle on us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we are looking for something, a film, or something like that, that was inspirational. Because this is inspirational. So I'm going to take off the board my all-time favorite, Denzel Washington. Ah. I forget the guy who plays the assistant coach, his name. But there's so many scenes in there with Denzel. Remember the Titans. Ronnie Bass. Game ball. (laughs) Will Patton's the other coach. Will Patton. Yes. And when Will Patton tells those guys, and I'll take every one of you out, they don't gain a yard. You hear me? (laughs) And immediately, and and the film ramps up. Now, I don't know how true that was. It might have been. And, man, they are just hellacious on defense. And he tells them, run up the score and leave no doubt. Uh, That's the type of uh, sports that I like. But uh, Denzel Washington, incredible in this. The guy, the kid that plays Gary Bertier, unbelievable. So, uh, Dan, what's yours? Yeah, Ryan Hurst. Wasn't Ryan Hurst on the show? He was supposed to come on the show at some point. Mm. Jerry Bertier. Eh, Maybe. It was around the Comic-Con at one point. We were were talking about that. I guess it never happened. Dom, I'm going to take a couple off. Uh, It doesn't have to be really – it's based on a true story, but it doesn't have to be completely true to the story. Mm. It just has to be very inspirational, correct? Yeah. Good example of that is Cool Runnings about the Jamaican bobsled team. Great, great right. part by John Candy, and gotta love the story that they tell there. Uh, but another one I'm gonna take off, Dom, is uh, why not? Mel Gibson. Oh. There it is. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, that is based on a true story, relatively. Yeah, the most inspirational scene in there. What what they do when they take down the royal crown in the uh, hamlet where his wife is killed. Oh, my God. Just incredible. Yeah. All right, so Braveheart, Cool Runnings, and uh, Remember the Titans, but... It could be smaller films. They don't have to be hugely... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hit us with that. Inspirational. We're looking for inspirational. Or it could be just based on a true story and you think it's intriguing. Uh, you know, we had several aspects of this. Inspirational people, inspirational moments. This is one of the most inspirational. 855-839-1210. You get on board. So what's the solution in Ukraine two years coming here to move toward a settlement? Now, I know that's not easy because the Russians are not going to aren't going to bend so much on this. I don't think the Ukrainians, I don't think Zelensky thinks he can bend at all toward giving up territory around this. So then do you just continue? And if so, when do Nikki Haley and these others say enough is enough on this? The answer is never. And what about the industrial defense contractors? What about those guys? All right, so 855-839-1210. Get ready at 1232. Linda Kearns, I have six big areas. I I am thinking we got to beat this defeatist attitude. If your attitude is no matter what happens, Democrats are going to do enough to cheat and win, well, you're fulfilling the prophecy then. And that's what's going to happen in 2024. Then you're going to be mad about that forever. It's about winning here. And President Trump has to get on board, full-throated, mail-in ballots. Do it. We got everybody else on board. He's the big piece, though. It is Dom time. Welcome in, everyone. 855-839-1210. Jonathan Turley really becoming a bigger star than ever. He's got a piece out today saying this indictment of this Russian, Alexander Smirnov. I thought this guy uh, was the vodka guy. Smirnov. Does not exonerate Hunter Biden as they're trying to spin it toward and make that, oh, they did the laptop tip. Look, Republicans seemingly did not do a good job of vetting the one informant they had based upon what I could see so far. But it has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. And we'll give you a little bit of more of that later on. But uh, two-year anniversary of Ukraine, and it just got me this morning with Marco Rubio trying to sound the alarm on cyber attacks. And the pushback he got immediately on Twitter was, well, the way to ensure China won't do that is to seemingly fund Ukraine for whatever they want. For how long? Toward what point? Toward what purpose? All right, let's go to uh, Brian in Pottstown. Brian, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hi, Brian. Hi, Dom. Uh, You would like to see an agreement between Russia and Ukraine? 
Uh, I see no other way around this. It's it's pretty clear that Ukraine, at least, doesn't have the power to drive Russia out. And it's doubtful that Russia has the power to overwhelm them. Okay, Uh, you understand that Russia had made an agreement with Ukraine before and then invaded them twice. Okay, so I would ask you then, I've given you my, what's your answer? Just continue to fund this at exorbitant levels? Uh, one moment, just one more thing. Uh, assuming there was an agreement, how would you enforce it? Well, the same way we have any uh, peace treaty, uh, it's that's how you enforce it. Uh, you know, I, I get your point. These things with an actor like Russia are not necessarily enforceable unless you're willing to go to war with them vis-a-vis NATO. So, then, you're, if you're, then why make an agreement if you, if it's not enforceable? Well, I'm saying the agreement for now settles things. So what would you do then? You, you've uh, made your point here in a roundabout way. You would just continue to fund them. How much more should we give them? Well, I think the question is during the Cold War, we just kept funding, funding uh, our allies until uh, Russia cracked the Soviet Union. No, I mean, Russia- it, it wasn't our allies. I mean, and they were an existential threat toward us during the Cold War. They were on equal footing as a power with the USSR. Okay, uh, but did they attack us? Well, we had uh, various skirmishes, but no, they didn't. Of course, there was a nuclear war. Okay, so uh, I think what happened was, and Reagan's uh, primarily responsible is that he resisted them everywhere they became a threat. Okay, I think, I'm, I'm asking you again that you're comfortable with what we're spending then and with all the needs of Americans to continue to spend there. Toward what point? How many years? How much money? Well, I mean, we didn't know when the Cold War was going to end, but we kept funding it. Okay, but the Cold War, though, clearly is different than this. You, you don't see that, Brian. You don't see that. That was a vital national interest that the Russians were threatening us all the way back to Khrushchev with nuclear war. They're not threatening us in this. Uh, Don't you think the end game between China and Iran and Russia are really to threaten us? Well, they're not, though. So how many of these proxy fights do we do? You seem to say then just keep on doing it. Well, they're not in a position to do it yet, but they're becoming stronger. Yeah, but I mean, your position then is at this point, give them the $60 billion and continue to fund them. Well, again, like I said, I think Russia is also under a lot of pressure. And it's a matter of who cracks first. I right, thank you. Well, to that point, uh, what we ought to be doing is using our natural resources to restrain Putin, meaning unleashing. And this apparently is something... Trump made clear to Putin we would unleash American oil, natural gas at levels that are unparalleled, driving down the need for Russia's resources, driving down the amount of resources, same thing with Iran, and put added sanctions on them if Putin doesn't have those resources. Isn't that a better way to do this? So how in the world can we hear Biden say we ought to continue to fund, and Brian apparently, to unbelievable levels, what's going on in Ukraine, yet we won't unleash America's natural resources to drive Putin into a position where his funding isn't as lavish.
How in the world do we do that? That's a better position to me. All right, so 855-839-1210, you're going to get on board AT&T and Verizon Wireless. You just have to push pound 1210. All right, today, Miracle on Ice, we're looking for a film, TV show, something like that, that had an inspirational moment or event. Remember the Titans probably does it for me. Uh well, I'm not going to take any more off. That would be unfair. There's a Philadelphia <laughs> one on there that does it, uh, you know. And, again, it's not always about winning. That's not what does it to me. You may lose in sports, but not being conquered is what it's about, if I could put it. Not surrendering, not being overwhelmed, even if you might technically lose. First, it's winning. All right. Second anniversary of Ukraine. I told you what Nikki Haley said today. Marco Rubio, because of what happened this morning, under fire. Well, imagine what it's going to be like with Taiwan. That's what he says. How do you prevent that? So the theory is if we just give another trillion dollars to Ukraine, then China will never attack Taiwan, or at least in upcoming memory. Is that true? Is that the way to go down this path? And Biden quote, forgiving more student loan debt. I think it's $1.3 billion. Here we go again. How much of this can he do? He's going to keep doing it. And here's a guy calling out the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has blocked him from doing this stuff. He's not doing anything outside that. He's basically saying, what are you going to do, Supreme Court? I'm going to buy this. I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to have Dr. Jill Biden out there. We're going to reach all those influencers. We're going to get these young voters. I'm going to betray Israel because that's what they want. That's exactly what he's up to here. And he thinks if he keeps on ladling out this uh, student loan debt forgiveness, they'll go, yeah, he's uh, forgiving it. How can you forgive it? Well, they don't, you know, we shouldn't have to pay this. We always come back to this question. Why this one thing should be forgiven? We don't do it with housing. We don't do it with anything else. I get the arguments. But you can't just say forgive it. You got to name somebody then. If you're saying we should forgive this student loan debt, I'm using that in quotes with the forgive. Don't you have to name the culprit here? There's always got to be a culprit. In other words, you're saying these kids didn't know what they were doing. This is unfair that they'd be saddled with this. Then who's the culprit? Well, that would be big college. Now, you might say, now, Joe Biden couldn't articulate this. Dan often reverts to it. There is some truth to it that there was this push that you have to go to college. That's the only way you're going to succeed uh, currently today, or at least succeed in a professional sense. You were ordained to. I know in my family, the firstborn, I was ordained to go to college. I didn't even think of anything else. It was like a given. And it was fairly rare then at LaSalle. So you got to name a culprit. You can't just say, I forgive it. People are going to say, well, I challenge that. Why this? 
Dan, do you, do you agree with that? you got to name the culprit then. You at least have to name the culprit in this. I, I think it's a great strategy for conservatives. Yes. I, I think they need to embrace that student loan debt is indeed an issue that's saddling an entire generation and, and address it from a different perspective, one that many people want to hear. Many people are asking, why are colleges, universities able to go completely innocent through this? Why do they not get right. the fingers pointed at them? And if you look at the funding, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, UCAL, huge amounts of money. California University going towards Nancy Pelosi, a lot of Democrats. You follow the numbers, it's kind of obvious why they won't call out the university or colleges, but that's where Republicans need to go, and I think they could win with that strategy. What I would do, I'd advise them to do, and I, I have to see the leverage points. If I'm elected, trust me, I'm going to go after big college at every level, in every single way. And I think the majority of Americans, maybe a substantial majority, agree with you. They suck. They've been out of control forever. And some of the reason is they're ideologically bound with Democrats. Some of the reason is that Republicans are lazy in crafting what are the things you can do to punish big college. What should you do to punish them? Well, I know one thing I would do. I would stop their monopoly. Are you aware there's this body, Dan, it's only like 10 or 12 people, and they decide who meets the requirements to have a college. I think if you want to have a college and you set up it as a college, you ought to be able to do a college. Tom Giordano University. I mean, uh, going to, you name your college here, versus if I had a university. I think I can compete with them right here. I don't even have to do anything to compete with them. You want my full solution real yes. quick? Yes. Uh, we got to get going. Should we... Uh, just tell us. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so my full solution, Dom, is you take the public universities and you only allow them to charge a tuition that's a certain percentage of the career that these students are working towards. Mm-hmm. Bring the tuition down, make it specific to the careers. Uh, so if they're a doctor, then their tuition's more. But if they're a teacher, then they have less tuition. And, and then you take that tuition, Dom, and, and as that gets lower for the public universities, the only way that these private universities will compete is by lowering their tuitions themselves. So I think if you can institute on public universities some kind of cap on tuitions based on professional path, then I think private universities would soon follow and you'd have tuitions that are reasonable again and not sending an entire generation to mountains of debt as they get out of school. All right. I uh, have to take that one under advisement. It makes sense to me, though. In other words, there's leverage over a big college. Linda Kearns is next, big time attorney, particularly election law. She was there with Corey Lewandowski in 2020 as they marched into the convention center with a court order to see the vote count. Thought we'd have her on today because we've gone back into the weeds here, a mail-in balloting and everything else, and ask her, right now, as we're just months out, how safe is it? How much can you reassure on voting as we get closer to the election? Tom Giordano's show, uh, big issues right on the subject. We talked about the last couple of days after we had Laura Trump on, still people disgruntled back and forth with me. Uh, defeated, I guess, around election integrity, getting out the vote, all that. Well, Linda Kearns is a Philadelphia election law attorney, represented the Trump campaign in 2020, represented the RNC in 2022, represents the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the only public interest legal firm in the United States. It's 100% dedicated to... Election integrity. I didn't even know that last part, Dan. So we've arrived at the center of the universe here. Yes. And I would say this, you know, I, you know, I get kind of uh, crazy over this stuff. If after this, 
you're not convinced and you want to just go, what about, what about? You can, what about yourself to death here? All right? Rather than getting into it to close this down. Scott Preser yesterday, you talk about inspirational, talking about various things, even with the April 23rd primary, Dan. He thinks they might uh, allow him to hire a thousand people, uh, the RNC. And he's going to train them in the Presler method. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Let's go to Linda Kearns here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Linda, thanks uh, for joining us today. Particularly, I didn't know that last part about the election integrity firm. Right. That's Christian Adams Group. Um, ah, okay. We actually, yeah, we have a lawsuit right now. It's actually in the Third Circuit over the non-citizens in the voter on the voter rolls in Pennsylvania. So we won at the trial court level, and, of course, the Commonwealth appealed. But, Dom, I just want to say I don't like to hear that Republican voters feel defeated because what we need is every single Republican voter to turn out. That's what's going to win elections. And if you'll have me on, I'll come on every week between now and November 5th to talk about how important it is to turn out for these elections and not feel defeated. Because the only way you're, you're sure your vote is not going to count is if you don't show up. That's it. That's exactly what they want to put out there. That's part of the subtext. Hey, we got we have this wired on the inside. Whatever Linda Kearns and whatever we say in Scott Presler, you're not going to win. So why bother? Well, that's how you're defeated. So, Linda, let's start with mail-in balloting. I had Laura Trump on. She was all in on that, even using the terminology legal harvesting, et cetera. Then President Trump goes off again with Laura Ingram. And I have a flood of these callers. They're off mail-in balloting again. Give us an idea, your sense is really with expertise, how buttoned up is it here in Pennsylvania? How comfortable do you feel with mail-in balloting? Dom, no system is perfect, so let's start out with that. But uh, to be honest with you, if you you fill out your mail-in ballot properly and deliver it to your election office to make sure that it gets there, or mail it at a post office, and then track and make sure it's received before Election Day, then your mail-in ballot's going to get there and be counted. And frankly, Don, after every election, you know, people come to me and they say, well, you know, if, if we lose, they say, I can't believe we lost. I can't believe we didn't do better. And then I say, well, did you vote? And want to know what I get anecdotally from people? Oh, well, you know, I meant to, but then I couldn't get a babysitter, or I had to work, or I wasn't feeling well, or I forgot. So the only way to make your vote count, as I said, is to get out there and vote. And mail-in ballot gives you a way to make sure that you, your, your job is done. You don't even have to worry. And the, the Democrats have basically turned what we call um, like low propensity voters or non, non-voters. Um, there's a term for them. We call them reluctant, fours or reluctant fours. voters. Many, yeah. Yeah. Yes. They turn them all into what's called four fours, which means they vote four times out of the last four elections because they put them on the permanent mail-in balloting list, and then they make sure they return their ballots. So the Democrats just basically turned all those people into into automatic voters. And and the beauty of that plan is that once you once you vote by mail, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and the local election offices are constantly advertising: return your ballot, return your ballot. So the Democrats don't even have to pay for the get out the vote for those mail-in ballots because the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is doing it for them. Well put. And, and so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that's exactly right. That's why their money seems to be overwhelming. They can stretch it 
by this whole process. Right. And look, are there problems? Sure. But that's what lawyers like me and and are, are doing. We're trying to fix the problems. But while those problems are getting fixed, our voters can't say, well, I'm just not going to vote, because that's going to assure that we're going to be defeated. So that's my biggest message um, is so that you're and I'm sure your listeners are turning out. But then do they have friends or family members that need assistance or need general reminders? Because we need to get every person out there to to the polls. And that's the message. I'm sure that was Laura Trump's message. I've heard her talk about it. That is what is needed. And you can complain, you can say you can say you don't trust the system, but it, it's not going to count if you don't show up. So let's make sure that if, if unless you're 1000% sure that you can get there on election day, then then right. send in your mail and ballot ahead of time. Now, Laura Trump and I talked and she brought it up and I told her some of the difficulties with this about poll watchers in Philadelphia. She seemed to be a little bit surprised. Now, she's on a national level, and you can tell me better. In the average, even presidential race, what is it, maybe a third of poll places? I'm talking about from start to finish because they block you coming in and all that stuff, Linda. How many polling places in 2020, say, in Philadelphia presidential race, didn't have the minority uh, there, the Republican Party observer? Right. So the way the law is, 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 is written in Pennsylvania is that every polling place should have members of the majority party and the minority party working in there. Um, and you actually vote for those people uh, in the election right after the presidential year. A lot of people don't realize that. And then if no one's elected, you can get them appointed or, or they can just show up that day and, and work the polls. And I'm going to kind of toot my own horn and I'm going to talk about one of your guests that was on quite frequently leading up to 2016, and that was that's Jody Felice, the former head of the Republican yes. Party in Philadelphia. And leading up to 2016, Joe and I, I mean, I was really the brains behind the whole operation. Joe was just the cute guy we put out. Front of the <laughs> show. We recruited um, poll watchers and election board workers, and in 2016, I was sure that I had not 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 maybe in every polling place, but in most of them, I either had somebody on the election board that was a Republican or I had a, a, a poll watcher at least, at least visiting. And and but that's something that it took uh, Joe and I years, years to develop. And unfortunately, you know, the day after the election in 2016, everyone kind of was looking forward to, oh, well, now we're in the White House and let's get jobs in the administration. So that kind of program kind of fell by the wayside. But we are starting it up again, and we are trying to recruit people both to be in the polling uh, places as election board workers and also poll watchers. So it's a little bit early, but the the GOP.com website has um, a place where you can put your name in um, if you want to volunteer, and same with uh, the DaveMcCormickPA.com website. So just to get your your name in the queue for when we start um, recruiting people. We definitely want to be in on that, uh, without a doubt. All right, uh, Zuckerbucks, for want of a better term, things like that. You're on top of this. I saw it, but I didn't fully get it. I mean, I saw what they did with that group in Chicago, the $12 million, until they had these offices where you could go and vote, but they said they weren't polling places in Philadelphia, et cetera. I didn't realize what was going on. Has that been curtailed? That has been curtailed somewhat. I mean, I, I just remember in 2020, because, you know, all that happened so quickly. 
and they opened these satellite election offices and people were going in requesting a ballot, filling it out and returning it. And we tried to get poll watchers in there. And I remember we, we got it on tape. Um, uh, the, the, the Trump campaign manager at the time asked questions of, of Al Schmidt, who used to be in Philadelphia, the election commissioner in Philadelphia. And, they, and he asked him, well, why, why um, Al, can we not go in there and watch what's going on? And he said, well, hold on a second. I have to ask my attorney. And then um, he came back and he said, well, what my attorney said was that, you know, the, the county attorney, the county attorney says that it wasn't really, it's not really voting that's going on in there because the voting is not getting recorded. And I was so horrified by that. Number one, that the person we elected to be an election, you know, on the election board had to ask the attorney what the definition of voting was, number one. And number two, that they weren't allowing people in to watch the process. But we don't really have um, satellite, uh, at least we really didn't in 2022. They kind of stopped that a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, one other area that I'll ask your biggest concern here and what you're working on. My understanding is uh, some cycle ago, Linda, we put in enough money that county offices are supposed to hire people that the counting goes on in the presidential election. If we have stoppages of counting, that's when people get nuts again, that they're waiting to see, and then they're going to flood us with votes. What's happening with that? So, right. Um, they are, they do, if the Commonwealth gives you money, you, your county is supposed to begin counting and then not stop until it's finished, which means go 24 hours. And yes, that, that was incredibly frustrating for me, uh, especially in 2020 when I was trying to have people at the counting watching and then all of a sudden that they would stop and if you recruit people to be there overnight and then you're all of a sudden told well you know they're going to stop that makes it really really difficult but we are recruiting people to watch that counting because transparency is what keeps things honest and and i do want to mention when people want to volunteer number one right now today they should go to their employer and take off on april 23rd which is um, the primary day and November 5th, which is election day, because if you're going to volunteer, like you, you better have off from work. And then sometimes people complain to me and they say, I sat in a polling place all day and nothing happened. That's and, good. And they think that that's a, yeah, that's, that's, that, they, they, they're my number one poll watcher. And what people don't realize is nothing is happening because you're sitting there and they know they're being watched. So if there are shenanigans, they're going to take it someplace where they're not being watched. So exactly. You got it. You got it, Tom. Parting area for you, Linda, and yeah, we want to do this every couple of weeks at least to get an update on what's fresh and new. What concerns you most that you're trying to work on or you see a warning sign? Is there anything out there that uh, is the cause du jour of something troubling? Well, this really isn't a legal, legal issue. It's, it's basically what I've been talking about. I mean, imagine if every Eagles game, the, the opponent had two touchdowns on the board before we even started. Right. Well, I mean, I know it did feel like that this season, but <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but if, imagine if that's how we started every Eagles game. Well, that's how we're starting every election because the Democrats are starting an election day with such a huge a huge volume of mail-in ballots already already in the can. So they're winning before election day even starts. And we're probably never going to match that because I know our voters do like to go on election day, but I think we're leaving too many votes on the table and we have to encourage every Republican to get out there and vote. You know, your elderly family members, 
who, who may, may, may not, you know, be able to get to the polls, drive them to the polls, or help them with, help them drive them to return their mail and ballot. Your, your, your children who are away at college, remind them of their duty to vote and, and make sure that they apply for their mail and ballot and, and vote it. Um, because in November, they'll, they'll be away at school. So that's pretty much a non-legal issue. A legal issue that I'm, I've always been concerned about is um, in Pennsylvania, what happens is votes aren't treated uniformly, depending on what county you're in. Some counties like Philadelphia give the opportunity to cure if you return a mail-in ballot mm-hmm. and you don't do it correctly. They may call you, whereas a lot of the red counties don't do that. And that's not that's not necessarily fair. That's a long-term problem and should not dissuade any voter from showing up at the polls. And I'm telling you, even if you think it, you know, uh, Trump is going to win the primary, show up on April 23rd or, or return your mail-in ballot to get one under your belt to make yes. sure you understand how the process works. It's, it's spring training. Any election. Spring yeah. training. That's exactly it's, what it exactly. is. Exactly. Where's the best so, and, place? And, and, oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, and, and never skip an election. I never have. And if you if you can volunteer in November, try to volunteer in the spring for the primary, even though they're really not contested. But hey, again, spring training. Absolutely. Where do you find you, Linda? Where should people go to find what you're doing? Sure. Well, I mean, I have a Twitter um, at Linda Kearns Law, but to be honest with you, Dom, I, I try to stay low key about myself because I get a lot of nastiness. I mean, liberals can be incredibly nasty <laughs> against conservatives, uh, female attorneys. They, they don't like me. So I don't want anybody visiting my house again, like what happened in 2020. So All right. We, we will keep it on, on that. Twitter. But uh, Dan will be in touch very soon. We got another round. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for coming on. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Bye-bye. Linda Kearns. Dan, that was pretty encyclopedic, but I'd see, just ask people, oh, when you were out here, it was just, you know, I get with that stuff. No system is perfect here. But any sign of defeatism or what about this and that and the other thing, uh, you hear somebody who's very much inside this trying to batten down the hatches. Democrats are tough on this. You want to give up? I mean, she's going to be an asset to both the show and listeners if we go right. to her on a weekly oh, yeah, or bi-weekly. Yeah. Because, Bi- bi-weekly, set yeah, another one up. Yeah, yeah, because as we get to the 2024 election and as right. there's more in the news about election integrity mm-hmm. and uh, Republicans being called conspiracy theorists and such, there's no other person better than Linda Kearns to essentially clear right. the air and tell the truth as to what's going on behind the scenes and give further evidence to conservatives right. for the funkery that's going on out there. Wired in here, Bishop Pine, Leslie, Hillbilly Elegy. Ah. When you see that, I love that film. I know what the production value and all that, but you see the life that J.D. Vance, uh, who it's based on, lived and where he ends up and maybe the VP choice, we'll see. That is inspirational. That's what we're looking for. Coming up, uh, out there in Exton, immediately I think of Joe of Exton, we have the chief detective on. He told Action News about this ring of massive... Theft going on, retail theft, big time, of South American gangs, Dan. They're like Peru and places like that. I'll let him lay it out. What are they doing in Exton? Is that mushroom country? Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.